appreciate you being here today. I want you to stand with me if you reverence the reading of the Word of God. Most people here in this church uh, at a young age heard some of these stories. Some not raised in church may have not yet heard these stories. And so we want to do our best to read the Word of God to you today in your hearing. And Daniel 6 and verse 1, I'll read the text. Please stand if you can't. If you can't stand, don't worry about it. And, but I know you'll reverence in, in your heart. But if you're able to stand and make sure we're on the same page, everybody found your place. Daniel chapter six, verse one. Amen. It pleased Darius to set over the kingdom a hundred twenty princes, which should be over the whole kingdom, and over these three presidents of whom Daniel was first, that the princes might give accounts unto them, and the king should have no damage. Then this Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to set him over the whole realm. Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom but they could find none occasion nor fault inasmuch as he was faithful, neither was there any error or fault found in him. Are y'all seeing Daniel beginning to be displayed as a type of Christ? Then verse 5, then, the, then said these men, we shall not find any occasion against this Daniel, except we find it against him concerning the law of his God. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said unto him, King Darius, live forever. All the presidents of the kingdom, the governors, the princes, the counselors, and the captains have consulted together to establish a royal statute and to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask petition of any god or man for thirty days, save of thee, O king, he shall be cast into the den of lions." Now, O king, establish the decree, sign the writing, that it, may, that it be not changed. According to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altered not. Wherefore, King Darius, sign the writing and the decree. Verse 10. Now, when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, <laughs> amen, amen. he didn't start praying once he heard it. He just didn't let it stop him. He went to his house and his windows being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. I won't stay here long, but in case I don't get back, I'm glad there's some people that can pray and when they, when they don't, I'm not talking attempting to pray, but when they pray, they pray. And boy, wouldn't it be a blessing if we got on our knees and really prayed three times a day. Amen. When, when these men assembled, verse 11, and found Daniel praying, making supplication before his God, then they came near and spake before the king, concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man within 30 days, save of thee, O king, shall be cast into the den of lions? The king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of the Medes and Persians, which altered not. Then answered they and said before the king that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of Judah, regardeth not thee, O king, nor the decree that thou hast signed, but maketh his petition three times a day. 
Then the king, when he had heard these words, was sore displeased with himself and set his heart on Daniel to deliver him. And he labored till the going down of the sun to deliver him. Then these men assembled the king and said unto the king, Now know, O king, that the law of the Medes and Persians is, that no decree nor statute which the king established may be changed. Then the king commanded, and they brought Daniel and cast him into the den of lions. Now the king spake and said unto Daniel, Thy God, whom thou servest, continue, he will deliver thee. And a stone was brought and laid upon the mouth of the den, and the king sealed it, boy, I'm telling you, with his own signet. Are y'all getting this? And with the signet of his lord that the purpose might not be changed concerning Daniel. And the king went to his palace and passed the night fasting. Neither was instruments of music brought before him. And his sleep went from him. Then the king very early in the morning went and hastened to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried unto an a lamental voice unto Daniel. The king spake and said to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, is thy God, whom thou servest, continue, able to deliver thee from the lion. Then said Daniel, the king, O king, live forever. My God, God would send his angel, shut the mouth of these, God in heaven gave them lockjaw. My God has sent his angel and has shut the lion's mouth that they have not hurt me for as much as before him. Innocency was found in me and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up from uh, out of the den. So Daniel was out, uh, taken up out of the den. No manner of hurt was found upon him because he believed in his God. And the king commanded and they brought those men which has accused Daniel and they cast them into the den of lions. Them, their children, their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them and break all their bones in pieces or for or ever they came to the bottom of the den. Their children followed in the footsteps of the accusers, are y'all with me? And they had the same judgment as mom and daddy. That's what's been testified around here this morning. Verse 25, Then King Darius wrote unto the people, the nations and languages that dwelt in all the earth, Peace be multiplied unto you. I make a decree. Sounds like peace has been proclaimed because somebody got up. <laughs> hey, I'll make a decree that in every dominion of my kingdom men tremble and fear before the God of Daniel. I like this. For he is a living God, steadfast forever, kingdom that which shall not be destroyed. Dominion shall be even unto the end. He delivereth, whoop, good news, rescueth, Woo! Good news. And worketh good news. Shining wonders in heaven and in earth who hath delivered Daniel from the power of the lions. So this Daniel prospered in the reign of Darius and in the reign of Cyrus the Persian. Sound like to me when those who denied Daniel, thank God, were judged, there was a reigning that took place. Father, we love you today and pray God you'd help us to preach and the power of the Holy Ghost. Help me just to share these thoughts of the gospel of Daniel or the gospel according to Daniel as seen in his life. We love you and praise you and know that even in these stories, these truths, these realities that took place in Old Testament times to stick out and they are the stories known of even at a young age I'm glad in those stories are parallels truths of the gospel of Jesus Christ the good news that the son of man has come to deliver those who would believe on him we love you today and in Jesus name we thank you and pray
Amen. You can be seated. If the Lord would help me for a little while today after the precious lengthy reading of the gospel according to Daniel, found in Daniel chapter number 6, I'd like to point out these pointed and parallel truths of the gospel of Jesus seen in the life of Daniel or the gospel according to Daniel. Look with me if you will. First of all, in verse number 3, we find this place in Daniel chapter 6 and verse number 3 that Daniel was preferred above the presidents and the princes because of an excellent spirit was in him. And the king thought to send him over the whole realm. Take your Bible. We're going to do a Bible study today. Look with me in John and chapter number 1 and verse number 15. The Bible says this about Jesus. Thank God what you see in Daniel's life is a picture of what you see in Christ's life. In this well-known children's story, in this reality of biblical truth, in the story of Daniel in the lines, in the den of lines, we find the gospel of Jesus. First of all, verse 3, remember, Daniel was preferred. Look at John 1, 15. And John bare witness of him and cried, saying, This was he of whom I spake. He that cometh after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. The word preferred means to set above or to be a higher in priority but it also means thank God to exist beforehand can I say today the word was with God and the word was God nothing was made without him but everything was made with him and then the word was made flesh and dwelt among us and we beheld his glory the glory of the only begotten of the father and John preached about him and said oh I'm not Elias I'm not one of these don't wonder why I baptize I'm baptized about one coming. There's one coming after me. I'm not worthy to unloose the latchet off his shoes. He said, I baptize with water, but he that cometh after me is mightier than I. He'll baptize, thank God, with the Holy Ghost and with fire. His fan is in his hand. He'll thoroughly purge the floor. John said in verse 15 of chapter 1, he is preferred before me. Oh, I'm glad, thank God, Daniel was preferred. And so is Jesus preferred. Thank God, number two. Look with me, if you will, in verse four. The Bible said, Then the presidents and the princes sought to find occasion against Daniel concerning the kingdom, but they could find none occasion nor fault. <laughs> the Bible said in Daniel chapter 6 and in verse number 4, there was no fault found in Daniel, did y'all see that? You can look over in John 19 and verse number 4. Pilate had searched him. He had looked him up and down. <laughs> hey, on the 10th day of the month, thank God, y'all remember Exodus, don't you? Exodus 12, on the 10th day, they're to bring them in, and they're going to inspect them until the 14th day. And between the two evenings, thank God, then they're going to kill that spotless lamb. Well, on the 10th day of the month, 
Jesus walked into Jerusalem. Thank God, no. How'd he come in, preacher? He's carried, no. How, what'd he come in? Riding a donkey. Hey, one of them redeemed donkeys that had been bought out by the blood of a lamb. Amen. And he come riding that donkey. And they laid their clothes out and waved palm branches and showed Hosanna to the king of David. Hosanna, Hosanna. And thank God, 14th day, four days later, after that, on the Passover day, between the two evenings, Pilate had searched him up and down. He said, I can't find no fault. And just two more verses. He's going to say it one more time. They said it of Daniel once. Oh, Daniel's a good picture. But thank God Jesus, his head and shoulders above everybody else. Daniel's just a shadow, but Jesus is the source. And Pilate said it, I find no fault in him. I'd like to whisper through the ages of time and say, I find no fault with him either. He's always kept his word. There's none to find in him. Woo! Hallelujah! I find no fault in him. Amen. The gospel according to Daniel. Look with me in number three. Look in verse number six. Then these presidents and princes assembled together to the king and said thus unto him, King Darius, live forever. And all the presidents of the kingdom and the governors and the princes, the councilors, the captains consulted together to establish a royal statute. Why did they do all that? to make a firm decree that whosoever shall ask a petition of any god or man for 30 days save of thee, O king, he shall be cast to the den of lions. Hey, why'd they do it, Brother Jeremy? Because the Bible says right here all the way down through verse number 13 that they did it to catch him in his words. They wanted to find a fault against him. They said if we're going to find anything against him, it's going to have to be against him and his God. They deceitfully tried to get rid of Daniel. That's their whole purpose in signing this decree. We'll look over in Matthew and chapter number 26. Amen. And Matthew and chapter number 26 and in verse number 59. And the Bible said, Now the chief priests and the elders and all the council sought false witnesses against Jesus to put him to death. Hey, they sought to put Daniel and to get rid of Daniel. And Jesus was falsely accused. So they sought to get rid of him. Oh, can I tell you, there is a gospel message in Daniel 6. Don't lose sight of the real true meaning. While we gather together, that's because there's good news news. There's good news. We have a Savior that you can't find fault with. And if you're going to find any fault at all, it's going to be made up. False witnesses. Because there's no fault to find. Isaiah said there's no guile in his mouth. Look in Daniel chapter 6, number 4. When Daniel knew that the decree was signed, he prayed toward Jerusalem. I've already mentioned it. Let me say it one more time. In Matthew chapter number 20. Hey, well, look with me, if you will, in verse 10. And Daniel knew that the writing was signed. He went into his house and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem. He kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God. Don't miss this last phrase. As he did aforetime. Now, I'm going to tell you why he's different than a lot of Baptists. It's because a lot of Baptists wait till the trouble comes before they ever start praying. He already... He'd already been praying three times a day. Hey, man, he'd already been praying. I'm not talking about attempt to pray. 
I'm not talking about doing some halfway praying. I'm talking about God on his knees, flung up the windows. He didn't have to open the windows. They was already open. And the Bible said he's praying toward Jerusalem because that was the decree that Solomon had said. If they get taken captive in some foreign land, this place over here is called the house of prayer. And if they get captive somewhere, help them to pray this direction where the fire fell, where help come, where I dwell. Thank God, church, fling open the windows and pray. That's where help comes from. Hallelujah. This is the house of prayer. And you know what happened? The Bible said it, Brother Jeremy. When, 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 he, when the decree was made, the Bible said he just went back doing what he's already been doing. He didn't stop him from praying. I wonder if they make it illegal when we still come to church. i tell you what I think. If they did make it illegal, we might see more people in church. Right now, they take it for granted. Amen. Amen. And uh, Brother, Brother Jeremy, when I first got here at the church and started starting a work where work used to be, uh, we had some folks come in, and they were what I called... I preached a message one Sunday to make sure they knew I was talking to them, and I called them clock-watching Baptists. <laughs> yeah, because every, every Sunday at 12 o'clock, there's a tap in their hand. Now I realized one of them had diabetes and stuff, and I told them, I said, pack a lunch. That way you, I don't care if you eat. I may bring you some crackers, take you anything you want. I don't want you to miss church. Everybody okay? I'm telling you what, we'll give the TV, God, about four or five hours a day. Can't give God but one hour. What in the world's wrong with us? Hey, hey man, hallelujah. I'm telling you when trouble comes, honey, you'll see God then. And it won't make a hill of beans. What's going on? And who's going to see you? Because you need help from God. Why don't we pray like that now? Why don't we pray like that now? Why don't we pray like we need to pray? right now for the trouble ever ahead. Amen. If there's an avenue of prayer already open, you don't have to snow plow a way out. Thank God to get a prayer through because there's already a path beaten down. Somebody help me. Yeah. When he, got, when he heard the decree, he just went and did what he'd done before time. Prayed three times a day. Got down on his knee. Prayed toward the help. Because it had been decreed that way. <laughs> and you know what Jesus did? Thank God. When Jesus knew and he told them disciples. Hey, what is written of the Son of Man is fixing to happen. I'm going to be buried. They're going to destroy this temple. And on the third day I'm going to raise it up again. He told them. Hey man, what did Jesus do? According to Matthew 20 verse 17. Let's just turn over. I was going to quote it. But let's turn over. Matthew chapter 20. Hey, amen. And verse number 17 is what the Bible says. And he left them. Amen. And went out of the city <laughs> into Bethany and lodged there. In the morning as he returned to the city. Amen. I was in the wrong chapter. 
and Jesus going up to Jerusalem. Matthew 20, verse 17. And Jesus going up to Jerusalem took the 12 disciples apart in the way and said to them, Behold, we go up to Jerusalem. And the Son of Man shall be betrayed into the chief priests and the scribes, and they shall condemn him to death and shall deliver him to the Gentiles to mock and discourage and to crucify him. And the third day he shall rise again. When he knew a decree went out, amen, and they come out to get him, you know what he did? He just went up to Jerusalem. Daniel prayed toward Jerusalem. Hey, Jerusalem's a city of God. Hey, church, I'm not looking for that city over yonder. I'm looking for another city whose builder and maker's God. That's what Abraham struck out traveling for. That's what them saints of old traveled for. And that's what we traveling for. Amen. Went up to Jerusalem. Amen. Number five, look at Daniel 6 verse 12. Then they came here and spake before the king concerning the king's decree. Hast thou not signed a decree that every man that shall ask a petition of any god or man the third day shall save of thee, O king, shall be cast? And the den of lions the king answered and said, The thing is true, according to the law of Medes and Persians, which altereth not. Look what he said in verse 13. Then answered they and said unto the king, That Daniel, that Daniel, oh, that Daniel, you know, that Chris, that old, that old Chris. Old Chris. Yeah. Spends time in the hog pen. Yeah, I know why he goes over there. Because his preacher's the same mess he is. Only difference, only difference between us and them is we know when we've been in the hog slop. <laughs> they ain't got no discernment. No. <laughs> when they in it, when they. <laughs> hey, man, preacher, preach on. That old Jeremy. That old Jeremy gets happy. That old Ken. Acts like God fixed his transmission. Well, who you think done it? You think the devil done it? Absolutely not. God done it. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Woo. Hallelujah. Hey, that Daniel, which is of the children of the captivity of praise. <laughs> you know that crowd? That Daniel. They come out of that Jew, that praise crowd. <laughs> they from that, you know that crowd, that crowd of shouters, that crowd of praisers. Y'all know, y'all, <laughs> woo! That old Dan, y'all, he gets happy every chance he gets. I believe this, I believe you're about half fake, King. How don't you put him to the real test? Hey, can I tell you this? I don't know when the Lord's gonna let me preach on this. But I'm going to preach on this, Lord, will be my helper. Yea, hath the devil said. I'm going to preach on this. Lord, well, three times we know in the Bible he spoke. Three times. First time, he's accusing God to man. Second time, he in Job, he's accusing man to God. And the third time, he's trying to accuse the God man. He can't get nowhere at no time. <laughs> Hey, king, hey, sovereign. <laughs> I just want to let you know that crazy shouting, praising the Lord crowd, that crowd from Judah, you know, we brought them captive and we, we, we tried to get them to hang their harps and they some of them have, but this crowd won't quit praising the Lord. It don't matter if they're in a foreign land or in a homeland. You know where they from. You know what crowd they hang around. That old Daniel. <laughs> hey. Bible says, 
Daniel was betrayed. He's betrayed by some of his peers, by some of the people he is supposed to be serving the same king with. Are y'all with me? Better listen up here to this preacher. There's going to come a time when your legs will be cut out from you from the very crowd that's supposed to be serving the same king. <laughs> and all the reason they mad is because you living closer to God than they are. And, and the truth is, you, you preferred. <laughs> hey. Woo! Amen. And Matthew 26. Hey, man, verse 14. Y'all look here with me. Matthew 26. Boy, this good stuff right here now, I'm telling you. Matthew chapter number 26, hallelujah. Verse number 14, 14. Amen, look there with me. Then one of the 12 called Judas Iscariot, one of the chief priests. One of the, what about that? What about that? I'm, I'm going to preach on that, Lord willing, one day. I'm, I'm, I got 10 messages. I need to preach on the 10 commandments. I got to. They are already, I mean, I got to preach them. So I don't know when I'm going to preach them, but I'm going to preach them. I'm telling you, I'm, I can't wait to preach them. Then I got a message I need to preach about why did Jesus pick Judas? I know one reason he picked them. To help encourage us. There's a devil in the crowd. There's always going to be hypocrites. But the hypocrites can't stop God from doing what he's came to do. Amen. Don't let that crowd stop you. Amen. I feel like doing the square dance right now. Hallelujah. Amen for Jesus. Hallelujah. Look at what it said Matthew 26, verse 14. Then said unto him, What will you give me? And I will deliver him unto you. And they coveted with him for 30 pieces of silver. That's the price of a slave. And from that time he saw opportunity to betray him. He saw Judas did. I mean, y'all do know Judas had the bag. He probably didn't have a basket. That's why there's 12 baskets. When they picked up the leftovers. 11 disciples and one little boy. No, it's okay. You can't hold a bag and a basket. My Lord Jesus. Hey, man. You got to choose bag or basket. Woo! If you give everything you got to Jesus, you don't need a bag. You just need a basket to take care of folks. Now look with me in verse 47 of this same chapter. While he spake, lo, Judas, one of the twelve, came, and with him a great multitude of swords and staves, and the chief priests and elders of the people, and he betrayed him, gave him a sign. He, that is Judas, verse 48, Matthew 26, 48, y'all with me? He that betrayed him gave them a sign, saying, Whomsoever I shall kiss, that same as he, hold him fast. And forthwith he came to Jesus and, and said, Hail, Master, and kissed him. Now Jesus still called him a friend, and I ain't got time to deal with that, but I just want to point out one thing. That boy kissed the door of heaven and went to hell. According to the Bible, he, he, his sweat became drops of blood. He got the blood on his lips, but he didn't get it on his heart. Are y'all with me? I'm telling you, that's close right there, friend. If anybody almost got saved, it was Judas. My God, is close. Kissed the door. But isn't that what he said over in Matthew 15? They draw nigh to me with their mouth. 
They draw nigh to me with their mouth, but their heart is far from me. This was a, a kiss is an act of affection. It's a picture of somebody you love. If you would have been on the outside looking in, you'd have said, boy, Judas really does love him. And some of y'all would have said, Peter sure don't love him. He ain't acting like, but Peter didn't love him. And Judas didn't love him. There's a lot of people drawn out with their mouth. They'll act like they're kissing Jesus. They'll sing, Jesus loves me. This I know. And they don't love him at all. Their heart's far from him. Quit playing games. If you ain't safe, get safe today. For God's sake, don't linger no longer. It ain't enough just being a crowd. Judas was. It ain't enough just to see the miracles Judas did. It ain't just enough to be in the presence of God. Judas was. Are y'all with me? He was in the storm that he calmed. And he didn't. Hey, God, help us. Listen, Daniel was betrayed. By folks, he served with the same king. Don't think it's strange when somebody you think loves God says you're going too far. That's a good indicator you're doing right. <laughs> Religion ain't never got nobody to Jesus. Religion don't worship Jesus. Right? But a relationship will transform somebody to Jesus. Amen. I told I told Bible College on Thursday night, I said, praise God, I ain't got nothing to sell out. I done been bought with a price. I've been bought out. Ain't nothing left in the garage. Everything. Now, I might have some doors hid. I might have tried to think I got something here, but I ain't got nothing here from God. He knows every cellar in my heart. He knows every door I think I got bolted. He knows what's behind it. By the way, have we forgot he walks right through doors? Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Daniel was betrayed. Number six, look at Daniel 6, 14. The king tried to keep from having to throw Daniel into the lion's den. He worked on it. His heart was moved to it. Look over in John 19, verse number 12. Pilate did the same thing. He tried his best. He said, my God, and from henceforth Pilate sought to release him. That's what it says. But the Jews cried out, saying, If thou let this man go, thou art not Caesar's friend. Whosoever maketh himself a king speaketh against Caesar. And when Pilate therefore heard that saying, he brought Jesus forth, set him down the judgment that is a place was called pavement, but in the Hebrew, Gabbatha. And it was the preparation of the Passover about the sixth hour, and he saith unto the Jews, Behold your king. He tried to get him to say, Hey, don't crucify. He wanted to release him. That's exactly what the king did. I'm telling you, Daniel chapter 6 is the gospel according to Daniel. What happened to Daniel was a picture of what would happen to Christ. Look at number 7, verse 16. The king gave a commandment to throw Daniel into the den of lions. Then the king commanded, and they brought him. Remember how they brought up to Pilate? 
He said, if you don't do this, you're not a friend of Caesar's. You're breaking the Roman law. They did the same thing to Daniel. He said, hey, if you don't do this, it's against the law of Medes and Persians. Hey, it's got to happen. It, can't, it cannot not happen. you got to fix this thing. And this is what he said. I love this right here. And the Bible said in, in John 19, verse 16, Pilate delivered Jesus to be crucified. Hey, you know what I love about that? Is that man thought he was in control of something. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> But remember what Peter preached that day in Acts chapter 2 by the determinate council. And I know the council had a say by the determinate council, but it's only because God let it. You remember what Jesus said? Pilate pulled him aside and said, hey, don't you talk to me? You know I got the power to let you go. Jesus looked at him and said, ain't no power you have except to be given you from heaven. Hey, God's trying to show us some encouragement in this. I don't know if we're getting it or not. Y'all pull in real close, forget about TV and listen to the preacher. Just for one second. Can y'all hear me today real good for one second? It don't matter how much your flesh tells you God ain't in control. It don't matter how much the world thinks it's in control. There's a sovereign God in the universe that's got everything and it's working according to his plan. Ain't nothing gonna happen that he don't allow to happen. Hallelujah! God's in control. Amen. Double barrel, amen. Amen. Pilate tried to keep him from being crucified. But he realized he couldn't do it. So the Bible said he gave him up to be crucified. John 19, 16. The king gave command to throw Daniel into the den of lions. Daniel 6, 16. What happened when Pilate gave him? He gave him to the dogs. That's the Gentiles. To do the bidding of some hogs <laughs> do some bidding of some goats some hogs some religious crowd gave him over to the bulls of Bashan that's why I love I wish the Lord let me preach that message again he is our chief matador <laughs> boy he whooped him bulls of Bashan didn't he <laughs> Yes, sir. Gave him over to the bulls. Gave him over to the dogs. Hallelujah. I'm talking. Yes, I know the determinate counsel, but it was according to the foreknowledge of God. God knew all this was going to happen before the world was. Gave us a glimpse in Daniel's life in Daniel 6. Now look what the Bible said in verse number 8, verse 17. And a stone was laid over the mouth of the den of lions. After he gave him to the den of lions, the Bible said there's a stone laid over the mouth of it. But I like this part. In case we missed it, he said, sealed it. <laughs> now, y'all, y'all don't believe me. Take your Bible, look over here. Matthew chapter 27. I know you know it, but I want to read it to you. It sure is good. Matthew chapter 27. Look with me, if you will, in uh, verse number 60. And that Bible said he laid it in his own tomb, Joseph did, and which he had hewn out in the rock, and he rolled a great stone to the door of the sepulcher and departed. Are y'all with me? Now look down, amen, and verse number 66. And so they went and made the sepulcher sure, sealing the stone and setting a watch. <laughs> I'm telling you, hey, <laughs> God's laying down the pavement. Boy, I'm so, there ain't no way they're going to know that there ain't no way they're going to miss 
There ain't no way they're going to believe in any other God. I'm done giving them too many clues. I've showed them too many times. I took the life of Noah. I took the life of Abraham. I took the life of Joseph. I took the life of Daniel. Are y'all with me? I took the life of Hosea. I'm all through the Bible. I'm giving them stepping stones. Thank God that it'll lead them straight to me. I'm giving them little pieces of bread to bring them to the bread of life. Thank God. Amen. Hallelujah. Woo! And a stone was rolled over the door of the tomb and was sealed. The Bible says, look at number nine, look at Daniel 6, 19 and 20. And the king arose early in the morning and went and hastened to the den of lions. And when he came to the den, he cried with a lamentable voice unto Daniel. The king spake and said unto Daniel, Oh, Daniel. He didn't call him that Daniel. There's a little bit of endearment there. There's a little bit of love. There's a little sweetness in his voice. Oh, Daniel, servant of the living God, thy is thy God, whom thou servest continually, able to deliver thee. Hey, man, y'all turn right quick with me to John and chapter number 20. <laughs> John chapter number 20. Hey, man, now don't read the text. Look up here at your preacher when you find it. In Daniel chapter 6, 19 and 20, the king and others with him had came early in the morning and found something they wasn't expecting. And in, woo, and in John chapter 20, Amen. Verse 1. And the first day of the week cometh Mary Magdalene early when it was yet dark from the sepulcher and seeth the stone taken away from the sepulcher. And she runneth to come to Peter and Simon Peter and the other apostle, that's John, whom Jesus loved, and said unto them, They have taken away the Lord out of the sepulcher, and we know not where they have laid him. And Peter went forth, and the other disciple came to the sepulcher, and they ran both together. The other disciple outrun Peter, came to the sepulcher, stooping down, looking in, saw the linen clothes lie. You say, What? happened preacher thank God the king went to Daniel den of lions early in the morning and found things different <laughs> there was faith there but thank God faith was weak he found what he wasn't expecting and so in John 20 Mary and Peter and Jane and others went early in the morning and found what they didn't expect he's not here he is risen amen I don't know how we miss the gospel of Jesus. It's all in the book. Amen. Y'all with me? Look at 10. Number 10. Look at Daniel 6, 23. Then was the king. I'm still in the book. Then was the king exceedingly glad for him and commanded that they should take Daniel up. <laughs> Daniel was taken up out of the den. <laughs> Matthew 28, verse number 6. All through the Bible, Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, he come out of the grave. Now, now you say, preacher, ho, 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 the king took him up. Well, let me tell you what 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 14 says. And the Father raised up the Lord Jesus and shall raise up us also by Jesus and shall present us to you. I know, I know that the Lord came walking out of the grave. I know he defeated death, hell, and the grave. But can I say, hallelujah, as sure as he got up, thank God I'm glad we're going to get up one day. Hey, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, three in one God. Hey, man, they all work together to get Jesus out. They didn't have to roll the stone out to 
let us know. No, they did that so we know. Thank God that his tomb is empty. They didn't have to roll it back to let him out. He's already out. Amen. They just went there to see the evidence. And so Daniel got up, out. And so did Jesus get up and get out. Look at Daniel chapter 6, verse number 24. And the king commanded, and they brought those men which had accused Daniel, cast them into the den of lions, them, their children, their wives, and the lions had the mastery of them, and break all their bones in pieces. Those that had carried Daniel to be thrown into the den of lions and had rejected Daniel were judged. Look in Revelations in chapter number 20. Some of you young people, some of you older people, some of you sitting right here today, You've heard it shouted. You've heard it preached. The gospel of Jesus is the only good news that a sinner can have. It's the only good news for this world. It's what brings peace to this world. Here's the good news. Here's the good news that you want to know. Hey, man. Hey, man. You can go to heaven. You can live forever in glory. But if you deny Jesus. See, there's always going to be a crowd. And Romans 10 puts it like this in verse 3. Who going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves under the righteousness of God. There's a lot of people think they're too good to go to hell. But I'm going to tell you, you ain't never too good to go to hell. And I'm going to tell you this, you ain't never good enough to go to heaven. It ain't about your goodness or your lack thereof. It's about Him. Amen. It's about Him. And if there's any good in you, that's because God took a zero and put Himself in it. G-O-O-D. Somebody say amen. That's God. He's the only good about us. Hallelujah. Bible says that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. He does not say with the good work, fruits of your own work and if you labor enough, turn over enough good leaves and, and if you straighten up enough and hey, if you get out from under the condemnation of drugs and alcohol and, and maybe if you quit running around with women and men and maybe if you quit drinking and listen to wrong music and maybe if you I get you a good long dress that sweeps the dust balls all off the floor, get you a King James Bible, make sure you wear a suit and a tie. No, it don't say none of that. I'll tell you what it says, confess with your mouth, believe in your heart, the Lord Jesus, that God raised him from the dead, that he got up like Daniel got up, was a picture of when he got up and as sure as he got up because he paid for your sins at Calvary, was buried for your sins and rose for your justification, then you have a right to go to heaven. But preacher, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord. How do I get that faith? Do I have it? No, faith coming by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. All scripture is profitable. Are y'all with me? In our text, brother, those who rejected Daniel were judged. And in Revelation 20, verse number 11, verse through verse 15, Everyone who rejects Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, will one day be judged. Listen to me, serious business. And I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. All the rappers' mansions, all the gold Rolex watches. And I don't know if y'all getting this, so let me put it like this. True story. Man riding down the road in a BMW had a wreck. Highway patrolman comes up to him and says, Sir, wake up. Wake up. He said, Oh, my BMW. Oh, my BMW. 
Oh, my BMW. He said, sir, there's a whole lot more things you need to worry about besides BMW. He said, your arms have been severed off at the elbow. He said, oh, my Rolex watch. Oh, my Rolex watch. True story. I'm going to tell you right now, there ain't a Rolex watch that you can trade for your ticket to heaven. I ain't a BMW that can run fast enough to get you to glory. And if you don't like yours and want to get rid of it, I'll take all you get because it ain't my God, but it'll get me where I'm going. Amen. But I can tell you this, friend, Brother Tony, I know this without a shadow of a doubt. My priorities are not in the things of this sorry, stinking world. Amen. It can be taken away quickly. I know a man. Y'all know him too. Some of y'all know his son real good. He was a multi, making multiple million dollars a year doing, doing construction work. And then he had an accident and he lost everything he had and wasn't able to make a penny. See, it don't really matter what you pile up. You think you've got the world by the tail, got your retirement plan, got your 401k. I mean, you've got your savings, you've got your stock options. Boy, it looks like, I mean, you've got cars. And as soon as you, I'm going to tell you, you better not let that be your hope. Because that car is made by man and it can fall apart. And that big mansion, the foundation can crumble out from under it. And a fire can wipe it all away. Hey, man. Hey, man, preacher. Hey, can I say my, I want my priorities right? Daniel didn't care if he's in home or in a foreign land. His life, he wanted it to be a picture of the gospel of Christ. And my God, how mercy, wasn't it a living epistle pointing us to the good news and the gospel of Jesus? The Bible says in Revelation chapter number 20, verse 11, and I saw a great white throne, him that sat on it, whose face the earth and the heaven fled away, and there was found a place for them. And I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened, and the book, another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which are written in the books according to the works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it, and death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to the works. And death and hell were cast in the lake of fire. This is the second death, and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast in the lake of fire. Oh, listen, I mean, Romans, when you get saved, is a book of much mores. But thank God, Revelation is a book of no mores. And listen, for the saint, if you read on in chapter 21, there's not going to be any more sea. Do y'all realize sea is where your sin's buried? Do you realize that the sea is where all the storms come from? Do you realize the sea is what separates land masses? Can I simply say this? There ain't going to be no more storms. There's not going to be no more sin, no more burial ground for sin, no more separation. <laughs> Woo! No more Satan. Praise God. You talk no more tears of sorrow. Hallelujah. Because up in heaven, God's going to wipe them away. He's going to do away with them one day. Can I simply say it like this? According to this book right here, Daniel chapter number six, the gospel hasn't changed a lick. This sounds like it's been planned before the foundation of the world. It's amazing. Lastly, Number 12, Jacob, you come on, get ready for me. Daniel 6, verse 26 and 27. There was a decree made. What was the decree that Darius made? Based on the life, the gospel according to Daniel. Thank you for just getting ready, Jacob. Based upon the gospel of Jesus Christ, who was portrayed, who was crucified, See, Daniel didn't have to suffer for the sins of some, some others because he had a Savior going to do the suffering. Yeah. 
But his life was a picture. He is betrayed. But he wasn't beat. He wasn't bruised. He wasn't nailed to the cross. But Christ didn't hold nothing back. He didn't spare the old world. He didn't spare the angels. And that don't surprise me. But what amazes me is he didn't spare his own son. But delivered him up for us all. That's how much he loves you. He's willing to let him die for us. And it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Oh, Daniel couldn't be the, he couldn't be 100%. But all that he could, his life was a picture of the gospel. I wonder if our life's a picture of the gospel. I wonder this, Brother Jeremy. Because Daniel was brought up and brought out, peace was multiplied. There can be peace for the whole world if they would hear the good news of the gospel. He says, what you got to know, send this decree around the world. Everybody ain't going to listen, but them that will, let them know that there is a living God and that his kingdom shall never be destroyed. Let them know his dominion shall be unto the end. The word there, be unto the end, is a picture in Hebrew and Chaldean, and it simply means this. It shall be to the end of mankind and continue on. Hey, can I say, it ain't never going in his dominion. That means he's in control, church. No matter how bad it seems like it's out of control, he's still in control. He's alive. He ain't the old man upstairs in a rocking chair with gray hair. I don't care what Kenny Chesney said. Hey, man, the rest of that crowd, I'm glad, thank God, he's alive. And he's intervening in the lives of his children. And he's interested in your life. He's a living God. But I want to tell you what he does. Next verse, he delivers. <laughs> he rescues. And he works. Except, preacher, I'm on the left side of life. That's okay. He works on the left side. And he'll do wonders, miracles, transforming a sinner to a saint. He is the living God. And then I want you to notice, if you wanted to, you could say, 13. Those who served the king faithfully reigned and prospered. Oh, church, I'm telling you, it's going to be a time when we reign with him. It's going to be a time. One king came, another king left. And it didn't matter. It looks as if Daniel just keeps on going off the page of time. Earthly kings come and earthly kings go, but he's got a king who will be forever and his dominion shall be unto the end of all humanity and then continue on. It looks like he's just gonna keep on going. Oh, he will. One day at the marriage supper, you'll look over and see Elijah and Elijah and Daniel. <laughs> and you'll say, Daniel, one time we heard the gospel according to Daniel and on a Sunday morning and Daniel chapter number six and that great, that great story, hey man, there's a lot of messages about prayer that could be preached from Daniel 6. There's a lot of messages about protection and God's provision that could have been preached. from. But I don't think there's no greater picture than the gospel of Jesus Christ. And he simply put it like this. You had no hope 
until Christ, thank God, died for your sin and brought hope to the hopeless and help to the helpless. We were aliens and strangers, but thank God by the blood of Christ, we've been made nigh. Hallelujah. And because of what Jesus did at Calvary, there is victory for every sinner. Stand to your feet, if you will. Heads is bowed. I wonder today.